This episode is brought to you by Hostfully. Using Hostfully, you can create a free digital guidebook for your listing so that you can save time creating a professional experience for every guest that comes and visits your spot. Learn more at hostfully.com. Welcome to Get Paid for Your Pad, the definitive show on Airbnb hosting, featuring the best advice on how to maximize profits from your Airbnb listing, as well as real-life experiences from Airbnb hosts all over the world. Welcome. Get paid for your pad. Get paid for your pad. Get paid for your pad. Welcome, everybody. Episode number 312 of Get Paid for Your Pad. I am very excited to be welcoming on the show today, Sharon Middendorf. And she is a musician, an entrepreneur, a model, and most importantly, an Airbnb super host and founder designer of Go Cottage, a short-term rental business in Lake Placid, New York. And she's been in the business since 2003, so long before Airbnb even existed. So she has a ton of experience and a really cool story. So Sharon, welcome to the show. Wow. Thank you, Jasper. It feels so good to hear you talk like that. Wow. Thank you. (laughs) Nice to meet you. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for joining and thanks for reaching out. I think you have a great story. So let's dive right in. We're going to be talking mostly about branding. We chatted a little bit before I started recording and you mentioned how important you think branding is and I totally agree with you. We're going to touch on Airbnb Plus because one of your listings is on Airbnb Plus. But let's start with your story. You want to give us your background, 2003, that's almost, what is it, 17 years ago. How did you get started with the Go Cottage? (laughs) Yes. Well, wow. Well, you know, my husband and I are New York City, longtime New York City people. And, you know, we were really uh, desiring the outdoor life. You know, we're cross-country skiers. We're cyclists. We're runners. We have a dog, you know, (laughs) but we only had her for a couple of years. But, you know, we we really wanted to get out and we really, you know, we're looking around New York and we couldn't quite afford a city apartment. It was super expensive even back then. And so we thought, well, gosh, we're going to Lake Placid all the time. You know, why don't we start looking around? And, you know, it took about four or five years really to find the right property. And I'll never forget when I saw the little cottage, two bedroom on uh, one of the um, listings, you know, my, my, my agent had shown me, I instantly was, it, I just instantly knew that this was the home. I, I could not believe it. I just, I, right through the picture came at me and I'm like, oh my God, Todd, we have to go. Let's go see this. And lucky enough for us, this two bedroom cottage had a little studio cottage behind it. So, you know, it's one property with two homes on it. And these cottages were, you know, total gut jobs, almost teardowns. We literally actually did take the studio cottage all the way down to its rafters, you know, and uh, built it straight up from nothing. But that came a little bit later. So, you know, it took a lot of work to get that place. We almost didn't get it. It was a lot of uh, back and forth. You know, I had to find a couple of different lawyers and agents. It was hard to get it, but knock on wood, we did. And, you know, up there in Lake Placid, it's a, it's a big uh, tourist destination. I mean, Lake Placid was built on tourism, and there's a ton of uh, amazing events every year. And uh, literally before we signed on the dotted line, 
I had a friend reach out to me and say, Hey, Sharon, I'm doing the Ironman. Would you be able to rent, you know, a place to us? And I was like, wow, yeah. Why don't you stay with us? You know, we're going to work on the place and uh, get it ready and you guys can have it for the week. And I literally was like, well, gosh, you know, this is happening. I better get my name together in my website. It kind of was a natural progression. And I literally had the website built and it booked before we signed on the dotted line. (laughs) And I just thought to myself, well, you know, here we go. Because I, being a musician and a model and a creative person, real estate really sort of gives you most of those things, you know, design, you're creating, you're coming up with things, you're working, you're, it's very physical, the job. And I just gravitated to this business wholeheartedly and openly. And it's really, really, I have to say real estate saved my life. (laughs) Really did. That's awesome. That's awesome. And, um, you know, I know you, your brand is, is really important to you. Like, and that's what we're going to be talking about mostly. So what are the, what are the benefits you think of, of having a brand versus just having a listing on the different OTAs like Airbnb and VRBO? I mean, it's a huge difference because I think that branding your business is key, you know, building a website so you can track it on Google analytics, you know, using AdWords, creating a blog, using all social media marketing. You know, my favorites are Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, Twitter's great, but I I really think the other three for me work best. And YouTube is also a fantastic way to share your videos and promote your brand and get the word out. Even trademarking, you know, create a trademark for your brand because you want to diversify and make yourself unique, right? You want to be unique to, you know, everybody else in some way. And, you know, I just feel that it's literally the best thing you can do because, you know, Airbnb and VRB, all these tools for marketing are wonderful. They're great. You need to be on Airbnb. I mean, but at the same time, you don't want to be completely 100% beholden to them. Because you just never know, you know, what's going to happen. I mean, I think Airbnb is going to be around forever. But at the same time, I know that my website and my, my business and my brand is going to be around even longer. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you, you want to have that control. And branding your business gives you that control. Does that answer your question? <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, I'm thinking because you, you started way before Airbnb was even around. I imagine uh, bef- even before uh, HomeAway and, and the VRBO were around. So I imagine back in the day when you started in 2003, branding was pretty much the only way to go, I guess, right? Well, there were a couple of small, so there's a, like up there in the North Country, there's a site called Adirondack by Owner. So what I did was I had my website, which was my main form of advertising. I paid to be on Adirondack by owner, and I also used Craigslist, but mostly word of mouth. I mean, that's how I got my first booking was word of mouth. And if you think about it, social media, that's what it is. It's word of mouth. It's just on the internet. So that's how I began word of mouth. And, and using my website and then a couple of small sites like, you know, the local Adirondack Bay owner and, and that. But it's mainly word of mouth was the way I built the business. And do you communicate a lot with your past guests? Do you build, do you, have, do you send them emails or marketing material or do you get a lot of return visits? So we have a number of guests that 
have been coming for years. I had one guy that came every Ironman for about seven years, and then he he just couldn't do it anymore because Ironmans are really, really hard, right? <laughs> and I'm still in touch with them, and we're still friends. And I actually had a couple that used to come uh, about five years in a row in the summers and in the winters, and they actually ended up buying a place very close to us and becoming very close friends. So yes, I do have a lot of uh, returning guests and I do have a uh, newsletter that I share every quarter with all of my guests and people that actually just come to the site and do, you know, inquiries. And I, you know, like in the winter, summer, spring and fall, I will send a, a newsletter out discussing all the events that are coming into the town, discussing what's available, reaching out to our guests and patrons who come and stay with us because it really is a home away from home for them. And I love the sharing economy. I just love it. It gives me everything I need in my life to feel good. You know, like you're sharing, you're delivering happiness. And I swear delivering happiness to others is such an amazing feeling. And it feels, it just feels good, you know, and I want to do what feels good in my life, you know? And so, yeah. Yeah, and I noticed you have a newsletter and a sign-up box on your website, which I think is a great idea because then you can collect email addresses from people who aren't necessarily even uh, staying at your place, right? Even just people who are on the internet or looking for a place to find your website. And then, you know, they might sign up for your newsletter. It doesn't mean that they will immediately stay at your place, but still now you can communicate with them. Um, most Airbnb hosts uh, don't collect email addresses. Um, most people don't have a direct uh, booking website. So I, 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 think that's a, I think that's a great idea to, to use that marketing channel I mean, there's all these social media around these days, but I know from running my blog that uh, email is still the most effective way to communicate with people uh, as, as a marketing channel. Oh, yes, so, definitely. Definitely. Yes. I would love to ask you, what are, what are some tips for, for people who are listening and, and thinking, hey, let's, let's create my own website and let's, have a, let's, have a, let's run a newsletter. Do you have any tips for, for those people? Well, you know, before I answer that, I want to step back for a second. You know, when we, when we first started before Airbnb, right, I think we were around four or five years before they started, we were lucky enough to receive a lot of national exposure. We were in Country Living Magazine. We were in Domino Magazine. HGTV did a segment on our story. And that was another thing that also really fueled the business. But then once Airbnb came out, that's when the business really started to flourish. The, the newsletter has been helpful, and I believe it's required, but I don't think that you know bombarding people with newsletters every day or every week, it's just not something that I'm comfortable doing. I have a blog, and I know that you know uh, professional bloggers say that you need to do that every day or you know you know you're blogging a lot for me i feel like it's a little too much and and it works better for me when i kind of do it a couple times a month like i don't want to bombard my folks you know our our guests i i want to i want them to want to come i don't want to be you know too much in their face you know what i mean cuz it, it's a vacation it's a it's a getaway it's a home away from home it's a place to relax and you know we're all bombarded like 24 seven with media, you know, and I don't want to 
be too <laughs> pushy with that stuff. You know, it's, it's just me. But I, I know that a lot of, you know, professional bloggers and social media marketing folks would probably not agree with me, but that's just me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think that makes perfect sense for a space, a website that, that has the purpose of displaying a, a place to stay. I definitely think you don't want to bombard your past guests and people that sign up for your newsletter. I definitely don't think you want to bombard them with emails, I would say, you know, maybe once a month will be will be enough, right? I mm -hmm. guess the purpose really is for people to stay on your on the radar, uh, for yeah. you to stay on their radar, right? Yeah. yeah. And to what what kind of content would you send them? Would you send them some some promotions or uh, some information yeah. about events in your area? Or yes, exactly. So a, a typical newsletter would be, you know, hey, you know, welcome to winter. You know, here's here's a bunch of great new events that are coming into the village. You know, we've got availability in both, you know, the two bedroom or the studio, you know, some rates and, you know, just kind of a very a nice, you know, just a little like reminder, hey guys, you know, we're still here and love to see you. You know, it's very simple like that. I also put uh, cool little giffies and uh, little videos, you know, of like your dog, you know, running around in the snow or, you know, just something, a little eye candy, you know, to catch people's eye. Did you know that 87% of vacation rental hosts want to improve their communications with their guests? Are guidebooks the answer? Well, if you're considering a guidebook for your vacation rental, please take a minute to check out hostfully.com. We specialize in making vacation rental guidebooks that are easy for guests to access and they include all the most important information. The first guidebook is free, and if you like it, you can always upgrade for more features. Learn more at hostfully.com. You already mentioned you were, uh, you were featured in some of these media outlets, which uh, you said uh, was a big uh, contributor to your success, and I can totally see how, how that could really <laughs> help. So I actually had a, another question for you prepared to, to ask you, like, how do you get featured on these media <laughs> Well, you know, I think being a, being a fashion model and a rock star helps people, you know, I've lived in New York most of my entire adult life. I think uh, the way country living happened is I knew one of the um, producers and they heard about what we were doing. Actually, it was a friend of mine, Suzanne, and she said, oh, Sharon, you know, I think that my friend Adomino would really love to hear about your story. And it just was a, it was a natural thing, you know, word of mouth. And um, it's all about who you know, kind of in life, right? And <laughs> it's just uh, networking. I'm very social and I am a big networker and, you know, I'm out there and you, you meet people. No, and literally Domino happened, then Country Living, and then HGTV did a segment on us for Small Space, Big Style. And it was, you know, all about taking a small space and, you know, styling it and turning it into, into something, you know, better. And you can actually watch it at gocottage.com. I think we did it in, I think that was like 2006. <laughs> I can't believe it. But all of these three, those three happened literally from 2003 to 2006 or seven. And then boom, Airbnb started. And it's just, uh, you know, natural progression. I'm very lucky. <laughs> very lucky. Right. Right. But, but it's a uh, lot you're, of hard you're, work you're, too. You know? Your large your largest uh, your biggest uh, hit is uh, is is right now and get paid for your path, you know. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And now here I am with you. <laughs> 
That would be nice, right? If that was actually true. <laughs> I don't think, the, I mean, you reached out to me to be on this podcast. And so I, I, I think, uh, you know, for people that are listening and they have their own website, they're thinking, hey, how do I get featured on media? Mm-hmm. Uh, reaching out to people is, is, uh, is, is a great out. idea, right? I mean, yes. if you don't, uh, in Holland, we say uh, no is what you have and yes is what you can get. <laughs> so, um, you know, <laughs> yes. it, always, it doesn't hurt to, to reach out to media and, and see if they want to feature you, right? So I uh, totally agree with you, by the way, on the networking. Like it's, uh, they, they say uh, you are who you know, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's obviously important. Let's see, what, uh, what other tips do you have for people who are looking to create a brand? What do you think is important? Is it important the name that you choose, the logo? How do you feel about the communication and you know, the values that you want to communicate for your brand? What are your mm-hmm. tips on that? I think that creating a name for your your property, especially if you have more than one, you know, like if you have a home and then you have a, a back unit or you have a couple, it's helpful to have a bit more than one, but you, you know, you don't have to, you know, it, it's just taking your space and creating a unique experience, right? And a name gives it an entity. So, you know, it's not just an apartment, you know, being a songwriter, I've always put names to things, you know, so it's, it's also a personality thing. I mean, not everybody is a marketing person, you know, so you, you could actually find someone to help you do it if you need to, you know, I actually, when I built my website, I had the vision and the idea, but I went and hired a, a HTML specialist to help me build the site, you know, but I went and got all the images photographed. I uh, had a design idea in mind. I, I wrote all the copy you know, but not everybody has those qualities. So you can go and you can, and you can find people that want to work with you and do this. It's not crazy expensive. You know, I had, uh, I hired a person to help me create the logo, my first logo, but this is the site, gocottage.com. The site you see is about four or five years old. I had a site before that, you know, that was completely different. And um, I'm actually working on uh, doing another site soon. But that's another story. <laughs> Very cool. Let's talk about Airbnb Plus. You have one of your listings on Airbnb Plus. Now, this is a question that I often get from people is they ask, is it worth it? Because they're, you know, you have to invest a little bit of money. I believe it's what is it, like five hundred dollars setup fee? Or is that still the case? Or well, I think when they first started doing the plus offers, they did charge. But when they came to Lake Placid, they did not charge me for the photo shoot. So uh, the photographer came, you know, they hired the photographer. He came and uh, I set up the entire house and did all the staging and, you know, staged the whole thing. And I worked together with the photographer to get the images. And, and the plus listing is our two-bedroom cottage. Um, it's not the smaller cottage. And... Uh, it was a great experience. You know, he was very professional. They were very professional. I enjoyed it. But I have to say, I was a bit skeptical and wondering, you know, if anyone was really going to care, you know, like, do, do travelers care about a plus listing? That was my biggest question for myself, you know. And um, I have to say that I think that the images are, for me, the images are great. I love them. But the plus listing itself is rather restricting. For instance, you can't add or remove images. You have to go through the plus 
people, you know, that are working there in order to do that. And like uh, in my case, I need to flip the images between summer and winter. And so I had to hire a photographer to come and do summer images for us so that I could switch out the images. And, you know, they, they were very gracious and they flipped the images for me, but, you know, they switched them out. But, you know, you don't have the same freedom with a plus listing as you do with the other listings. So that's something to be aware of. Um, I just looked it up, by the way. So it looks like it's $150 of mm-hmm. uh, a one-time non-refundable mm-hmm. program fee. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you have to schedule a visit. So people will come to your home and, and mm-hmm. make some recommendations. Then you have to complete some, yes. some changes and yes, everything. Yes, it's a lot then, of work. You have to get right? Netflix. Yeah. You have to get all these. You know, it's a lot of work. It, it definitely is a lot of work. You do lose some control. Right. And and one of my buddies in Australia was on the podcast too. He uh, he said in the podcast, he talked about how they came and then they recommended some stuff and then they came back and, and then still it wasn't good. And like he got kind of frustrated with the whole process. Do you think there's a lot of benefits to, to this Airbnb Plus? You know, we were the first Airbnb Plus in Lake Placid. And that, that was a huge thing for us to be able to promote that. And it helped my business. And I think that occasionally people will book for, you know, book the plus because of the images, but people are very, very pocketbook conscious, money conscious. And the rates, you can only go so high with the rates as the other businesses are raising their rates, you know, like it's, it's very competitive. I think there's 700 Airbnbs right now in this little village. And the, the village is literally, there's only like about 2,500, 3,000 people that live there, right? It's a small, it's a small village. So you're, it's, it's, there's a lot of competition. And I think the plus listing helps, but I don't think you can really charge too much more than you used to be able to do. In, in our case, we really haven't been able to charge much more than what we used to. So the images are good. And I enjoy being able to market as a plus listing. However, losing control is, is a little bit of a problem, but you know, you have to, <laughs> you have to roll with it, you know? Right. Yeah. You don't have a choice for you, right? <laughs> no, because if you, you want to be in plus, you have to play by the rules. <laughs> exactly. You know, and you know, it's like, what's the old saying? You got to, um, you're working for the man, <laughs> you know, when you're, know. when there's a um, it's, there's an old saying when you're when you're employed you get you're you're employed you work for the man, right? Yeah. So Air, Airbnb is kind of the man, <laughs> right? You know what I mean? <laughs> right? Yeah. So it sounds like, and this is something that I hear actually from a lot of hosts who are really. It sounds like it's a bit of a hustle, a hassle, I should say, a hustle as well. But <laughs> and then you know you lose control of your listing, and it's it's a little unclear. I think you know whether you get a lot of benefits from it. You know, personally, to be honest with you, when I look at Airbnbs and I stay at quite a lot of Airbnbs, I usually don't even look at the plus listings because I kind of assume that they're going to be really expensive. Yeah, right. Exactly. So it's a, it's a type of clientele. Like, to be honest, I don't really do that either. And I stay in a lot of Airbnbs too. But, you know, these guys, these people with their the plus listings, they want to get bookings. So I think that, you know, they're very competitive. At least I am. Mm-hmm, right. By the way, I heard from somebody, anonymous uh, source, and so I can't, I can't be 100% sure about this, but I heard that they're not accepting anymore 
uh, applications for Airbnb Plus. So I'm kind of curious if they are, if Airbnb is going to continue with the program. Uh, uh, again, this is a, uh, you know, this speculation on my part, but, um, but yeah, I'll be very interested to, to see what's going to happen with the, with the program. You know, I, I remember when they announced all this stuff, I think it was at the Airbnb open in 2016 in uh, Los Angeles. And then they came out with all these different things, right? Collections and luxury and select. And I mean, to be honest with you, like uh, even for me, you know, I, talking about Airbnb every week, even for me, I started getting confused with all these programs and selections and collections and whatnot. And yeah. I, I kind of felt like, you know what, Let, let's just stick to the original. Let's yeah. just have Airbnb and that's it. You know, that would be yeah. so much simpler. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. I agree. It, it, like I was just um, going out to California soon and I was looking at some Airbnbs out there and I got a bit confused on where I'm supposed to go. Experiences, places, what like what am I what am I looking at? I just want to see what the properties you have available. You know? Exactly. And, and you and can't restaurants really, and trips. I know. Well, you know so they're going <laughs> Well, they're going public. This is what happens. <laughs> yeah, now you have adventures and, and you're right. Like, you know, it's funny because you open when I open Airbnb.com. I'm looking for a place. I'm looking for a place to stay. But the front page, what does it say? It says, what can we help you find? Question mark. Right? And, and, you know, <laughs> I, I look at it, I'm like, well, you know, I come to Airbnb to find a place to stay, of course. Uh, and then they gave me these options, stays, experience, adventures. And then it starts oh, wow. with like top rated experiences, you know, Brazil, Mexico, Germany. And then it's you scroll sad, down and it? Airbnb Plus. <laughs> and then it's, oh, introducing Airbnb Adventures. And, then, oh, and I'm like, I just want to book a place to stay. I, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I don't really need to know about all these other things. I am so there with you on that. <laughs> but maybe I'm just getting old. I don't know. <laughs> oh, no. I, I think you're right. Spot on. Airbnb is going to go public soon. And honestly, I just hope that they give all of the hosts a little bit of friends and family action because we, all of us, help them get to this place. And they really, really need to give us a little kickback. And I, I heard or I saw that Brian is trying to do this. He's trying to get, when they go public, the friends and family deal for the hosts. And I swear, boy, if he can do that, that's going to be such an amazing thing for everyone. Yeah, so, that'd be great. And I recently just saw this uh, this website that they put up. It's called Airbnb-IPO.eu. I don't know if it's a Euro European Union website, EU, because I'm from the European Union. Maybe other people see a different website. But this is a place where you can register for the Airbnb IPO investor fact sheet with information on how you can uh, become part of the IPO uh, that's going to take place this year. So, What's it so the website, the website that I saw that I'm looking at is Airbnb-IPO.eu, and I'll put this in the show notes for for people who are interested. Okay. Uh, but basically, you can register, and they're going to send you some information about uh, about how you can participate in the uh, in the IPO. All right. Well, I'm definitely checking that out. <laughs> Thank so, you. Oh, that's I think, awesome. Uh, I don't think I'm. Per I'm personally. Not, I don't think I'm going to buy shares because I'm already. I'm already too invested in Airbnb anyway. I know. Um, well, plus, those IPOs don't, don't do so well lately. It's, it's scary. I know. But you know, it's even like the uh, blockchain or all the other things that you can do. It's kind of nice to diversify and have a little bit. You know, a little bit in everything. I like to do that, but. <laughs> 
And, you know, oh, I wanted to ask you, have you heard about Fairbnb? Yeah, I have heard about it. Yeah. What do you think of them? You know, honestly, I haven't really looked into it too much. Okay. But yeah, I, I definitely, it, it sounds it's very familiar. Is it still around? Uh, I'm, well, I'm not the, sure, actually. It's based out of Amsterdam, and now they have five cities that they are testing the Fairbnb out in. And basically, it's, you know, it's a simple concept. It's just the money that's coming into the community, you're giving back into the community. So it's helping with all of the STR issues that are going on in the country. Right. Yeah, right. That's that's true. It's a community-powered uh, tourism, have a positive impact on your destination. Uh, I'm just looking at it right now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there, I mean, there's a lot of sort of like mini Airbnb or Airbnb niche sites that are uh, that mm-hmm. have been popping up. Uh, I'm actually going to... Uh, gonna have I'm not gonna announce who but I'm gonna have some uh, one of the founders of one of these platforms on uh, on the podcast soon and Excellent. in the past I had uh, I had Rowan of uh, inclusive uh, on, on the podcast so mm-hmm. that's definitely interesting Sharon it was a pleasure to have you on the podcast I'm sure we can talk for another Forever. five hours if we <laughs> wanted to but um, before I let you go I wanted to first of all give you a chance to let the listeners know how they can find you how they can find your properties and also give you the chance to you know to share anything that you wanted to share that we haven't discussed yet well i'd like to talk just a little bit go cottage you know provides a very unique experience in the village of lake placid there are two 1920 modern style california-esque bungalows so you know they're very unique the adirondack state park is mostly homes that are large adirondack camp style stick furniture dark wood and you know go cottage is the complete opposite of that very light bright open airy and it's very unique and it's fantastic for you know guests like our guests are athletes honeymooners couples small families the people that come are doing you know athletic things and having honeymoons and it's just a a wonderful little unique experience and so i i hope that i hear from you (laughs) gocottage.com thank you sweet gocottage.com everybody check it out any final (laughs) any final final thoughts you wanted to share Gosh, just thank you so much, Jasper. It was a pleasure speaking with you. And I'm really excited to have gotten the chance to talk with you. And thanks, everybody. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you, Sharon, for coming on the show and sharing your story and your tips, advice and experiences with all of us. And thanks to the listeners for listening. And of course, uh, next week, I'll be back with another podcast. Get paid for your pet. Get paid for your pet. Get paid for your pet.